everybody, this is Harriet Kellogg, the host of Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today on our show, I want to talk with you about something that I know is going to inspire you. I know that for the next seven days after hearing this message, that you're going to think constantly about the words that I'm about to speak to you. And the words are found in the scriptures. As you know, we base everything that we say here on the scriptures. And the scriptures in the book of Genesis chapter 22 talks about how God had a ram in the bush. He saved not just the best for last, but what he did was he had a provision. That's right. So we're going to talk about that. Last week on our show, we talked about the names of God. Well, this week we're taking it one step further to show how God will always provide. God always has a hidden provision for your vision. Amen. Amen. So we're going to talk about that. But before we do that, I want to talk with you a little bit about the fact that uh, our Exodus Foundation is the nonprofit arm of what we do here at Harriet Kamek Ministries and how we provide services to victims of human trafficking. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And so women who are fleeing trafficking are in fact fleeing violence. Whether that violence is sexual or that violence is physical or emotional, people are still in need of our help. We have a facility where we provide shelter for people, but in addition to doing that, we provide them with life skills, survivability skills that will enable them to function and to recover from their victimhood. So send me a donation, whatever donation you send me, the Lord laid on your heart to send us a seed and send us a donation that we can help others who cannot help themselves. And when you do, I'll send you a copy of my book, Musings of the Spirit. That's right, I'll send you a copy of my book, Musings of the Spirit, that I know will bless you and get you to where you need to be. Amen? Amen. So I want to take you into the scriptures this morning and talk about the ram in the bush. And I'm using as our scripture, the book of Genesis, chapter 22. And I'm going to take you in there in a little bit about Abraham's journey. And... I want to tell you a little bit about it because I feel that in a lot of ways, the way this particular scripture has been presented in the past is from the perspective of Abraham's faith. But what about from the perspective of the Lord's provision? What about from the perspective that God always has a hidden vessel, a hidden plant, a hidden provision for the vision? If God tells us to go do something, For us, they will tell us that you need faith to execute it. But what about God tells you to do it because he has a provision for it already. All that it takes is for you to believe, for you to have faith, and to be bold enough to dare to believe it. A few years ago before Barack Obama, former President Barack Obama, before he ran for president, he wrote a book called The Audacity of Hope. And in that book, he talked about how bodacious he was and how bold he was and how he literally set his community on fire because he dared to have hope to believe that him, a man who has a white mother and a black father, dared to believe he could run and become president of the United States. The audacity of hope. Do you have hope? Well, that's what Abraham had. He dared to believe God. God had already proven himself to him. And so when God proved himself to him, when God told him, take your son up for a sacrifice, he followed through on that, believing that if God said that, take your son for a sacrifice, what what would happen? He had a provision. 
that whether God was going to give him another son in his old age, he had already proven that. He was sure God was going to provide. So this is why you will hear folks tell you that this is about Abraham's faith. But today I want to take you on a journey to look at it from the other perspective. The other perspective is how God provides and always has a hidden provision for it. So let me take you into the scriptures and it's from the book of Genesis chapter 22. And I'm going to read the first eight verses for you and then skip over to verse 13 to 14. So check this out. It says, and I'm reading from the new King James version. My iPad has a Bible app downloaded. All of us, anywhere you are in the world, you can always find a copy of the scriptures. Just download, whether you have a Google phone or you have an Apple phone, just download the Bible app. Choose whatever version that you prefer, whether it's King James, New King James, American Living Version, the New International Version, whatever translation, the Amplified Bible, one of the easiest ones to read. Choose a version of the scriptures that resonates with you that you can identify with. And the Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 22, verses 1, it starts by reading like this. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And Abraham answered and said, here I am. That's a message for us. When God calls, don't duck. Don't be like Jonah. And don't be like Thomas who doubted that Jesus had come back from the dead. Don't be like Jonah. Yeah? When God calls you, say, yes, sir, here I am. And then God said, now take now your son, your only son, Isaac. God identified the sacrifice. He said, take now your only son. Now, you and I know that Abraham had two sons. Didn't he have Ishmael with Hagar, the maid, Sarah's maid? Yeah, but Ishmael was not the son of the promise. Isaac was the son of the promise. Isaac is whom God had promised Abraham that he would have a son. And it took 25 years before that promise was fulfilled. We're going somewhere with this. And he said, the Bible says that God said to Abraham, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love. God will always ask you to give up something that you love in exchange for something better. If God is laying it on your heart to give up something that you love, give up someone that you love, it's because he has something better. Trust the process. And he says to him, the Bible says, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. In other words, follow me. I'm going to show you where you need to go. God has given you a vision. He has given you a calling. Now follow it. Just follow He's going to point you along the way to your destination. Trust in God. Trust the process that God has laid out in front of you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and he split the wood for the burnt offering. See, Abraham is demonstrating that he's obedient to the call of God. Whatever this is going to be, the Lord has asked him to put his only son up as a sacrifice. Abraham is doing that. And he split the wood, showing God that I mean to do what you asked me to do. And he arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, the Bible says in verse chapter, in verse four, then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young man, stay here with the donkey. The, the lad and I will go yonder and worship and we'll come back to you. Now, some translations say that the reason 
Abraham did that was so the young man wouldn't go back and tell Sarah that Abraham had completely lost his mind and was going to lay his son on the altar. So Abraham took the wood in verse 6 and the, of the burnt offering and laid it on his son Isaac. Imagine that. Sometimes God requires of us such a great sacrifice that it takes everything out of you. Have you ever been in a place like that? Why do I feel that that's where you are right now? You're in a place of sacrifice where God is saying, I am asking you to put everything before me and trust me. You say you have something to do. You want to send your kid to college. You want to get a house. You have $20,000 saved up and you're like, but Lord, this is all the $20,000 that I have saved up. And the Lord is saying, put it all down. When God asks you to give you your best and the only thing you have, the thing you value the most and the thing you highly value the most, it's because the reward is going to be greater. Amen. And he took the fire in his hand in verse 6 and the knife and the two of them went together. But Isaac check this out. Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father. And he said, here I am, my son. Listen to that. Then he said, look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And in verse number eight, this is the faith of Abraham. He says, and Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. And the angel of the Lord, it continues in verse 11, called to him, listen to this, in verse number 9, then they came to the place of which God had told him. Now Abraham built the altar. He placed the wood on the altar. He bound up his son Isaac and laid him on the altar and laid him upon the wood. He was ready to demonstrate and put the thing that he loved the most. How many times has God asked us to put our very best down? to lay it before him, to put your gifts and your talents. You know why some people are miserable today? Because they ran away from their first love. When God first spoke to them and gave them a gift, he gave you a talent to sing, he gave you a gift to write books, you took that gift and polluted it and now you're sitting back wondering, where did all this go? Now you're sitting back and wondering, your life is jacked up, your children are messed up, your spouse is gone, all your money that you thought you would have is gone. And now you're asking yourself, what happened? Because when God asked you and told you to lay down your talent upon the altar and sacrifice the altar of your self-love, give up your self-love in exchange for the love of God, you didn't do it. Last night I was watching, uh, you know, I was on Facebook and something popped up on my feed. One of these famous gospel singers, I'm not going to name him. And he was sitting there and he was doing a Facebook live. The man was so at peace and the love of the people towards him. And he just said, hey family, I I just want to tell you all I love you. And I just want to tell you all that I'm writing some new songs. And the people were like, but we have your songs. And he's like, can I just tell you those songs? He said, those songs are over 20 years old. I have some new stuff coming out. The people don't want to hear the new stuff. They want to go to his songs that are anthems. And I sat there looking at him and I said to myself, now he's a gospel singer. There are a few of them like that. And I said to myself, how is it that 
all the singers who are talented, those guys have not had a scandal. Their names have not been called out. They haven't gotten involved in drugs. They haven't gotten involved in lascivious living. When they first started out, people made fun of them and said, oh, you're going to go into church and sing? When you can sing, man, drop a record. You know where you would be? You could make more money. And look at them today. He did say, it's, he's now 60. He says it took 40 years. But he has made it. Now, that is what God is requiring. It didn't cost him his life. It may have cost him ego. But what is ego compared to the greater good? He's alive today. He doesn't have a prison sentence. He doesn't have multi-baby mamas with jacked up living behind him. He doesn't have a drug habit. He has not lost his mind. He sacrificed his ego on the altar of self and put everything that he had. And then God took that, bottled it up, packaged it, and put it forward to us in songs that are anthems of the Christian faith, that when you hear these songs, all of us rise up and can have testimony about how those songs have saved us and brought us through some circumstances. That's what God is talking about. And Abraham, the Bible says in verse 10, and Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And this is the deliverance here. But the angel of the Lord said, called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And Abraham said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son. And this is it. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt off instead of his son. Father, in the name of Jesus, let us be doers of the word and not hearers only. Let me decrease so that you increase. And may this word go out and bless your people in the name of Jesus. Amen. The ram in the bush. How many times have we found that God has a ram in the bush? I can tell you over and over about stories of my deliverances where God has literally walked me by faith. You know, I've told you the story about how just before we left Orlando in November of 2003, it was November 2 of 2003, and I've told November 3, and I've told you the story about how we were caught up in a situation. I had to leave. I was being beaten. I had a 15-month-old baby. I had my 11-year-old child. And who's sitting before me now behind this camera, who is now my videographer. She's my producer, right? When you, the Bible says, raise up a child in the way they should go. And when they get old, they shall not depart from it. Amen? It's a blessing. And many of you have stories of that, how you raised your children. And now they have come back to bless you. And it's such a feather in your cap when you look at what you have done and you look at how they took the lessons and the teaching and how they have now come back taking modern knowledge and modern technology to help you. And in this day and time in 2003, here I am. I'm an undocumented immigrant. I'm uneducated. I was uneducated at the time. Didn't have a college degree. So I had no formal education. How was I going to survive? But the Lord said, if you lay down everything on the altar, 
if you put all that you are and put it on the altar, I have a provision for you. I couldn't see it. I couldn't even believe it. I went to church. So the process requires that you put one foot in front of the other. I felt that the only way I'm going to know what my next steps are is by prayer, by faith, and by hearing the word of God. The Bible says in Romans 10 and 17, faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. So how am I going to hear unless there be a preacher? Just like you're listening to me now, how would you hear the word of faith and believe God if not by the words of a preacher? I'm giving back what someone poured into me. Amen? Amen. And I went to church with a 15-month-old baby and the 11-year-old child, hoping that God had an answer for me. And the man of God called us up to the altar, called me out to the altar, and promised me that in the name of Jesus Christ, I would have a supernatural, overnight, expeditious deliverance. I needed it because my ex told me that we had to get out of his house by the next day because his family were coming. And if I, did, I didn't get out, they were going to forcibly remove us from the home. He had beaten me up. He had disgraced me. He had battered me. There was nothing left. How was anything good going to come out of that? Do you see what I mean? How could I see that anything good could come from that? But the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Unless I heard faith, I had to walk it out. And just like Abraham, I had to lay what? What I valued most at the time were my children, my 15 month old baby, who is now a freshman at Michigan State University. Let's praise the Lord one more time. How else could I have believed God? My 11-year-old at the time, she's now an attorney. Praise the name of the Lord God. The Lord said, put it on the altar. I have a ram in the bush. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I knew that I had heard the word of faith. I had read this scripture before. And I did not know that it could come true in my life. But I had to trust the name of the living God. How many times... Have you walked this road? God tells you to do something. You hear it in your speech. You hear it through words. God is always speaking to us. But we shut our minds and shut our ears and tell ourselves that it can only come this way. And if it doesn't come this way, it doesn't come that way, then it's not the only way. It's the only way it can come. Shut up all of that. Shut it down. In the name of Jesus, learn to hear the word of God. The Bible says, who hath who hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. When the Spirit of the Lord starts speaking, I want you to listen because God is going to come through and he always has a ram in the bush. Abraham did not know this, but God asked him. God tested him. God wanted to see if Abraham was going to believe. Now you got to understand who Abraham is. God promised this man that his descendants were going to be like the sand on a seashore. At the time, Abraham didn't even have a kid. How is that going to happen? But he believed God when God spoke to him and told him that in his old age, he and his wife, Sarah, who was 75 at the time, would have a child. Sarah gave birth when she was 99 years old. Amen. Hallelujah. She gave birth to a child. Amen. She was 75 years old and Abraham was 99. Go read the scripture. And now you find that that same child, the child of the promise, is exactly whom God is asking to give up. Why would God do that? 
But Abraham trusted God. He's walking to Mount Moriah. From where he lived, Mount Moriah was a distance of some miles. He took trusted men with him and left them so he could concentrate on the fact that God said, he believed God, that if God said it, that settles it and I believe it. He walked up to the sacrifice and laid his son down. Who am I talking to in here today? Have you ever been in that place where God has asked you to put it down, put everything on the altar? Lay it all down. God has a ram in the bush for you. Don't worry about it. That was me in Orlando. You know what I was giving up? The big house, the lifestyle. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, it can only happen this way. The Lord said, no. I gave that up in exchange. You know what I got in exchange? Here I am today. I sit here today as an author of three books. My fourth book, After the Fire, look out for it. It will be out in a few weeks. I sit here today as a living, walking example of the ram in the bush. That house, yeah, it probably is worth about half a million now. What is half a million dollars compared to the peace? What is half a million dollars compared to the books I have written? All the richness of the vastness of the experiences I've had in the last 20 years. Sometimes you have to trust God even when it seems impossible. Even when it seems dark, even when it seems as if nothing, nothing is going to do it. I'm here to tell you today that God has a ram in the bush for you. That provision you are seeking for your vision, God has it for you. I want you to do me a favor as of this day. I want you to get involved in the scripture. See, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I encourage you to go to my website. I encourage you to listen to my podcast. I encourage you to get the Bible and spend some time reading it. It will build you up. When I need a miracle, when I need God to show up, and when I need to shut out the negativity, because if I pay attention to the circumstances, I will never get anything done. I'm telling you right now in the name of Jesus. If I had sat in that abusive relationship from 2003, I would not be alive today. But I laid it down on the altar, trusting that if I did what God said, if I listened to him, I was going to get the ram in the bush that he had for me. You know who was the ram in the bush? The ram in the bush was me. I had to find out who Harriet Gale Camel is. Amen. I had to go and find out who I am. I had to go and find out how I could write books, how I could publish books, how I could be on TV, how I could be on radio. I became my own ram in the bush. I was the ram in the bush that God had for me. But I could not get to the other side. I could not get to me unless I laid everything that I falsely believed was the composition of life. I'm telling you today, like I know this, that you are sitting in a place where you have to look at this as an exchange. It's an exchange. It's an exchange. It's an exchange. God has a ram in the bush. There is a provision for your vision, but you're not going to see it until you walk it out by faith. You're going to have to trust God. You're going to have to trust God that whatever he tells you to do, that that is going to lead you to exactly where you need to be. I could never have known in in 2003. I almost said 2023. (laughs) Amen. We receive it. I could never have known in 2003. In 2023, the vision will come to pass. Amen. I could never have known in 2003 that God had all of this ready for me. Yes, I might have thought it. 
I might have even had a dream about it, but you have to take the vision from dream to reality. That process is a process. Part of the process is faith. When it comes to that part of the deliverance, you're going to have to believe God. You're going to have to say, for God, I believe. You're going to have to seriously look up and say, I believe God. I had nothing else to give. I had nothing to lose. Say, I have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose because God is on your side. He has your provision banked up. He has it guaranteed. It's a guarantee. If God tells you, my friend, to get up and go walk by faith, then do it. If God tells you, get up and walk out of that hospital room, get up and walk out of that hospital room. It's time for us to start believing God. It's time for us to have faith and have faith that moves mountains. Jesus said, if you have faith like a mustard seed this small, then look what you can do. If you develop your faith, it's like a muscle. I had to learn to walk by faith and not by sight. I could not look at the circumstances around me to let that determine my whole life. That was 20 odd years ago. I would have sat in that abuse. I wouldn't be here today. But God showed me that he had a ram in the bush. And all I needed to do was trust him and walk it out. I'm telling you today, your ram in the bush is right behind you. Your ram in the bush is to the left. It's to the right. Your ram in the bush is looking straight at you right in front of you in the name of Jesus. All you need to do is to get up and walk it out and trust God. Some of these things we go through, there is no other way but to go through it. And when you go through it, God is going to take you to the other side. Amen. Do I have a witness up in here? Yeah, I know I kind of got hot and excited just a little bit. But when I tell you the scripture says, when Abraham turned to look after he put the most precious thing he had on the altar, everything he valued, Isaac was his son, the promise, and he put him on the altar. And after he did that, God said, turn your head and look. Have you turned your head and look for your ram is in the bush. Your ram is right next to you. Your ram is coming at you. Your ram is coming for you in the name of Jesus. Just hold on and just look up. Look to the left, look to the right and follow the word of God in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much, everybody. Be blessed.